0: Your work week is over. The plant called and said if you don't come in tomorrow, don't bother coming in Monday. Woohoo! Four day weekend! This is The Last Word, the off season home of the Colts, with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor. We are coming to you! A big thanks to JMV. Great show today, kid. Great show. I love that he's on before us, Casey. That's your friend from way back in the day. John is good people.
1: Way back in the day. Not too long ago, but yes, way back in the day. It's, it's one of those things. If you work here, it's almost like you had to have worked with JMV at some capacity. It, man. You know?
0: Grass-stained shoes and, and three <laughs> weeks without a wash basketball shorts. That's I, our guy.
1: I've never seen John in pants. That's he's always in basketball guy. shorts.
0: And <laughs> Living his best life. This is the last word right here on 93.5107.5 The Fan. My name's Jeffrey Gorman. Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. He's usually here, but he's not. Casey, get this. 11-year anniversary for the kid and his wife. Congratulations. He got the night off. Go do what you're doing. Burn a steak. It doesn't matter. Have a barbecue. Listen to the Reds game. Do whatever you got to do, but congratulations to the Maytays.
1: Here's my thing. Here's a round of applause. There you go.
0: To Matt's wife for putting up with Matt for
1: 11-plus years. That that is a win (laughs) right there. You are a trooper, Sam.
0: Oh, kid. Nice guy on the radio, but I tell you what, you get him behind closed doors (laughs) in his studio, boy. He's like, I'm teasing. He's the best. Hey, congratulations to the Maytays. Again, we are brought to you by our friends at uh, FanDuel. Make every moment more. Coming up on tonight's showcase, we are going to discuss the Colts' third week of the OTAs. Things are humming outside on the grass. We're previewing next week's veteran minicamp and continuing our offseason positional preview series tonight Offensive line, baby. The big uglies. We're going to talk to them. We're going to hear from second-year left tackle Bernard Ryman coming up in segment two. Don't forget, we are headed to Germany this year. Sort of his neck of the woods. Family and friends for the first time. We'll be able to watch Bernard play some football in Germany. Should be fun, Case.
1: That'll be a lot of fun. I'm really hoping I get to go. I know that you'll be on that flight. I
0: probably will be on that flight, but I I got, you know... I I would
1: assume, you know, Matt definitely will be on that flight. I doubt they're going to have to do any remote broadcasting. It's, you know, things are a little... A little Case, different than what go, we were hey, a hey. while. So Matt will be going. Hey, hey.
0: Gudenag, brother, <laughs> we can we can get you there. Yeah, I just you're...
1: I just keep telling Matt if, <laughs> if you need extra luggage That's or whatever, it. you can just throw me in. I just want to go, even if it's only I get like thirty minutes to myself. I'm never going to Germany. Yeah. I know this. So I'd be thirty minutes to myself yeah, in you're Germany. You're over huh? at the Hofbrau House by yourself, <laughs> Exactly. hoisting steins of beer, Casey. We all know you, bro.
0: We all know what you're up to. Keep your phone out. We'll try to get you over to Germany. <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay. All right. All Whoa. right. Oh, Case. Before we go into what's going on on the OTAs, because because there is a lot of competition out there, and Colts have a superior athletic roster that we're going to talk about. There's an elephant in the room. I can't talk about it. You can't talk about it. And why is that? Because it involves gambling in the NFL. It involves an NFL player. It involves a Colts NFL player. Yes. The reason I'm not talking much about this is we could get in trouble as an organization. 100%. I, I don't need Ursay calling me up at night saying, what in the flip did you do? <laughs> Talking about something that you shouldn't have when the league is handling this investigation. After they're done with their investigation and come out with whatever they do, then right. we can talk about it. But up until that point, folks, I'll let JMV and, and uh, the Kevin Bowens of the world right. let you know or what they think is going to happen.
1: 100%. They can speculate all you want yep. for us. We're going to wait until the concrete is, yep. is out there. And it's, so it's ready to be. Public knowledge.
0: The only thing I'll say about it is the NFL, they are serious about this gambling policy. Already this year, the NFL has suspended five players and fired four team employees for betting on games. The league also suspended former Falcons and now Jaguar wide receiver Calvin Ridley for the entire 2022 season. Don't forget, he's back this year, by the way, for violating the gambling policy. So we will keep you up to date. Colts.com will always have the latest, and uh, that's it. That's all I have to say about it. I don't want to get dinged with a fine. I want to take some of that that money that I would have paid to the league for talking about it. I want to take it to Germany. There you go. (laughs) I I like your thinking. There it is. Casey, you and I are out there at a lot of OTAs. This thing is winding down. Next week. The veteran minicamp, that means veterans and rookies will be there. This week, the team completed the third week of the OTA spring workouts. They're going to conclude with the mandatory three-day mini we just talked about. Right. What's your main takeaways from this thing, watching these OTAs? And I think I know where you're going because Uh-oh. two names are coming up on me that I'm going to talk about is leadership. And when you talk about leadership, there's two or three names out there. It's position coaches, don't get me wrong, but certainly Shane Steichen putting his footprint down on this football team, certainly Gardner Minshew, and certainly Anthony
1: Richardson. 100%. You're not wrong there. You know, the thing about Shane Steichen, you stand out there and you forget that, man, he is tall. Like he he's standing been, out there, and it's like it. <laughs> Shane is a big. He, I mean, you know, Frank looked like the the former quarterback. Yeah. You know, he had a little bit to him. He might be, but Shane, he is so lengthy. You just, <laughs> I, I was blown away. Like first time I saw him, I was like. Man, I forgot how tall he was. So yes, definitely the leadership. You know, you're really you're learning a new offense, you've got all that. But you know what my biggest takeaway has been has the play from Kylan Granson. There we you have go. seen a very strong spring out of the tight end, big year for him, year three. I would say because of just the offense we saw last year, it's hard to really gauge where any of the offensive skill players were. Kylan Granson, going into year two, they always say that's kind of the biggest jump that tight ends make was year one to year two. So a little hampered last year, so I think this year he has a real opportunity to really show what he can, you know, what he's learned to this point. And he's doing it right now with Jelani Woods, Will Mallory, and Drew Ogletree on the sideline, so he's got a lot more reps. I think it's been it's been really good spring for Kylan Grant.
0: You throw those guys, all those tight ends on this roster up against a wall. And you're going to see giants, and I mean yeah. redwoods, I mean oak trees. Yes, for the tight end room. And then there's kind of there's Grantson Granson, Granson yeah. which I love about it. He's a <laughs> bit of a for that group. He's a speed merchant oh, of yes, the group. Yes. You know what I'm saying? He gets the yards after catch. He's got a great attitude, and he's dangerous because you can position him 100%. differently on the field that you can't do with Jelani Woods. That you can't do with Mo Alley Cox. But that's why I like about him. He's not. I'm not calling him a little you know, a a little slot receiver type of a guy, but you really can put him on the outside, put him on the inside, put him in the backfield, put him up tight. Exactly. He can
1: line up in a handful of different positions, and that that really does – add a different element to an offense, yep. so I'm really looking forward to see kind of what he does here in year three.
0: Kylan Grant, so we got something up on the Colts audio podcast with him this week. Yeah, we?
1: shameless plug, I actually talked to yeah. him on Wednesday. Good. I kind of pumped him up beforehand, so he really was was good feeling deal. really good sitting down to talk with me, but yeah, great interview we had on a boy, Case, massaging him. him before you talk Exa- to You him. know, I've learned from you, Jeffrey. <laughs> you <know? laughs> Absolutely. Hey, make him feel
0: good, brother. Hey, these OTAs are rolling on. Next week, last time we're going to see the Colts together as a team until training camp. Folks, yeah. we're talking about six plus weeks there. You know, we're not going to be talking. We're going to be talking a lot of football. We just won't be seeing right. anybody or talking to anybody in that six week. That's when guys are going to take little vacations away from football. But that veteran minicamp combined with the rookies there, that is going to be a doozy. What With all these OTAs and all these early workouts that started with not even running a route, just even stretching to where they're at right now, looking at the reps Anthony Richardson is getting, looking at what Gardner Minshew doing, looking at the defense, what do you want to see solidified next week during that three-day minicamp, really, two, days because they'll cut that third day short, I'm sure, like they usually do. But what area, what position do you want to see something that says, hey, bam, this is the way it is, this is the way I like it, and I, and, and I will say it again, we all want to see a good quarterback position right. battle going. We exactly. all want to see that, but do you have anything? That's, I mean,
1: that that's literally, you know, you, you talk about what you want to see and everybody's ready to see when is Anthony Richardson going to be taking those first team reps. Right. So I understand that. I think solidified is kind of hard just because... You've got two sides of the coin here, so I might go defense. I really want to see that defensive line. You, you have, you know, that veteran group with Grover, DeForest Buckner, Quidipe, Pay, Dangbo. But you add in Samson Ibukam, who comes in here. I kind of want to see where that all shakes up. You got talented player. Very remember talented. the name, folks. Yes.
0: Remember the name. and am telling then, you right now, put it down. I like Samson, it. And, and we're talking about, what, nine and a half sacks last year? Yeah, for, uh, for San Francisco. For, for San Francisco. Yep. I'm telling you, he's going to bring that same juice right there. I'm impressed with the young man. So
1: so you got that. I also look in that back end. You, you heard Julian Blackman talk about kind of playing that strong safety role. So then you've got Rodney Thomas, Nick Cross, and, and kind of that that group, kind of seeing what that looks like solidified before we get to camp. But offensively, I think it's really hard just because you've got a lot of new pieces, new offense, new quarterbacks, So it's hard to really say what I want to see solidified. But I think we all want to know is how is Anthony Richardson progressing? What is he looking like now? And in six weeks when training camp rolls around, how can you kind of speed up the process to get him more and more repetition as we head
0: into the season? Players are so important, Casey. So important. To teams, obviously the players make up the you know the, the the basic identity of the team, but boy oh boy, a first year head coach yep. has to come in in Shane Steichen and put down his footprint again and run this thing. Collectively, but also seamlessly with the with the assistant coaches around him, and get this team ready for what they're going to be facing coming up in training camp. The monotony of days in and days out. Right. The monotony of hey playing on uh, playing on short weeks coming up. Everything. Every decision that's coming. And I'm saying this because players are important, but in my opinion, first year coaches are more important than even the best player because they have to set the foundation and the culture.
1: You know, that's one of the things. I, I'm not a huge NBA fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a baseball guy, so I always thought about, you hey, know, a manager. props to De
0: La Cruz down in Cincy, oh, by the way. Right, I know. Good for I know. you and Matty well, over there. I, I'm a
1: Cardinals fan, so oh, I don't right, want to forget. see well, the Reds doing stuff. Good for you, Matt stuff, Taylor. Yeah. L.A. De La Cruz, what a bomb, huh? But that's one of the things that I love. You know, being in a baseball mindset, I always felt like managers in the MLB are so important. You start working in the NFL, and you realize how important coaches are. They are very, very important. I'm not at all downplaying in the NBA, but I think the NBA is a lot more player-driven in the NFL, especially with Shane Steichen, it's a very, very important year because you got to lay that foundation, and
0: it is, its gotta have a it starts right now. you got to have a game plan. That's what we're talking. Hey, in past weeks, we've discussed position groups like running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. Today, Case, we're going to the offensive line room, okay? And this is a doozy because these are talented cats. These are big uglies up front that are talented guys in the NFL. Now – your level of optimism with this offensive line going into 2023 that they can collectively rebound from seriously case, and we love these cats. Right, one of the poorest seasons in recent memory, really going yeah. back to almost 1997 as far as sacks yeah, giving up. Yeah, sixty Yeah, last season allowing 62nd most in the you know in in the history and and the most for this team since 97. Again, talented players across the board. We're going to hear from Bernard Ryman in a minute. What do you look for for a rebound, and how does Shane Steichen put his stamp on that unit?
1: You know, honestly, you can call me a homer all you want. Go but ahead. I've, I've, I've got a lot of – I think it's going to be a very different year. I think you've got a new voice with Tony Sperano Love Jr. The in there. I mean – I can think- we
0: stop for a second, bro? If we have cameras rolling in training camp and stuff like this, oh, put them on him. Put them on spirano one hundred percent. If we were, if we have another hard knocks type of thing, oh, even yeah. if it's not with uh, HBO or whoever it is, put him on Sperano. <laughs> he's animated. He's passionate. He's great guy. He's a great character, and he's a hell of a guy. And by the way, it comes from good stock. His old man's pretty good coach too.
1: Yes, and he looks the part. Yeah, he does. I mean, he part. looks like he can put his, his hand down and
0: get in there yeah, and absolutely. get dirty. So I
1: really like what he is bringing with the voice. Sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to
0: tell you, hey, Tony Sperano, folks, you're going to love this guy. And and
1: that that goes to my point. I really think that when you get... Guys like Quentin Nelson, Braden Smith, Ryan Kelly, we've all seen them play at a Pro Bowl level. These guys are premier offensive linemen. you got a new voice in there. I really think also the mobility factor with both Gardner and Anthony Richardson in the backfield give you a little bit of a different element than, no offense to to Matt Ryan, but a bit more of a statue and Nick Foles back there. So I think all of those play very, very well to this offensive line rebounding here in 2023.
0: Early, early for prognosticators or whatever the word I'm looking for forward to I think today. you're right. Uh But right guard. I want to shift on right guard real quick. I mean, what are we looking at there? Uh,
1: well, I, honestly, I didn't think they addressed much in free agency or the draft, so I think you have to just point to Will Fries being that guy. Um I thought, for the most part, he played okay. The offensive line in general just didn't play very well last year, so it's harder to say, oh, well, the struggle was just at right guard. You know, he got thrust into a spot that he had never played before, kind of had to learn on the fly. So I think for the most part, If everybody else around him can get back to playing at the level that we've seen them play, I think you can really kind of see what he is, and I think he'll take that next step. So I think right now you look at right guard and you say that is the one spot that's maybe not – you put it down in Sharpie, but I would say Will Fries at this point.
0: When it comes to left tackle in the NFL, it's so important next to that quarterback position. And knock on wood – we're going to hear from Bernard Ryman in a minute, but knock on wood – uh, you know, from year one to year two, the people grow, they get better, they get smarter in this game. Right. I'm hoping, praying, crossed fingers, knocking on wood, that Bernard Ryman is that left tackle.
1: I would assume he is. I mean, honestly, if you look at what he did down the stretch last year, I think he really made that growth from his first real start there in that short week against Denver to kind of getting getting kind of his his staple on what the NFL game is like. Now, remember, this guy – was a converted tight end in college, only got one year at left tackle because of the COVID, what it did to his his season. So, honestly, this is still very, very new to him. So I think what you saw down the stretch last year kind of continues to show that he's going to continue to get better. And that's—I mean—you look at rookie left tackles in the leagues, I, I mean, tough. it is hard. It I mean, there tough. are guys that are taking one, two, three overall, and you look at their stats and you go, "Wow, that's a left tackle in the league. Right. He's going to be out of
0: the." It's just—it's it, just it, tough. It position. is very, very it takes, tough. It takes—you know—consistency. One hundred percent. Rep after rep. I'm talking even August and, reps. You know and, what I'm and saying? And this is
1: this is one of the things that I always look at, Jeffrey. And I know I'm wrong because you know how people view the sport. You could have, let's say, you have eighty pass. You know, 60 pass snaps mm. in a game. You could have 58 perfect blocks. Nope. Those two, we're those gonna, are what everybody look at. We're going to
0: talk to you. So and they're going to show it on, right. on the highlights. And, and, and that's
1: on. what's so difficult. Now I'm not, I'm not trying to give anybody a pass or anything. I'm just saying that's how difficult this position is. And at left tackle, it is just over-highlighted.
0: That's Casey Vallier. He just gave the entire offensive line a pass. I like that he did that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You're right, though. It does. It takes it. takes it, And good luck. And Brad Riven, we're going to hear from you. We are brought to you by our friends at FanDuel here at The Last Word. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Proud Sportsbook partner of your Indianapolis goal get this case, registration, boom, it's on. The 11th Annual Indianapolis Colts 5K Run Walk is now open at colts5k.com. All in-person events will take place at Lucas Oil Stadium on Saturday, August 19th. Participants are going to finish the race on the 50-yard line, enjoy a post-race celebration, receive a finisher t-shirt, a medal, and a ticket to the Colts home opener, a home preseason game rather, versus Chicago later that Night. So we'll be right. on the field in the morning. Be up in the stands at night at Lucas Oil Stadium. Don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to be continuing talking about this offensive line, and we're going to do that with second-year tackle Bernard Ryman. Going to talk about what he learned about that rookie season, how comfortable he's going into year two, and also what we talked about earlier—the excitement of going back to Germany and playing football. This is the last word. We're coming back with more right here on ninety-three-five and one-zero-seven-five. The fan
2: back to The Last Word, the off-season radio home of the Indianapolis Colts, from the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio.
0: I'm glad you're the same way because I can't tell you the words. It's just, I, I just I don't know what he's saying. I take, reminds me of There I do It used to, to be Like so who is this? It's not Culture Club It's not Folk It's Flock of Seagulls Named Eyes Huh? Named eyes. That's what
1: Matt has written down here. Named I, eyes? Named eyes. He, all right. One he hit has wonders. all this music.
0: One hit wonders. Yeah. Hey, I mean. welcome back. I know we're talking music right here like a couple of fools, but this is The Last Word brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Make every moment more. Colts fans, don't forget, we got single got single game tickets available. They are on sale now along with annual home matchups against the usual AFC South Division opponents. We're going to host the Steelers, the Browns, the Raiders, the Rams, the Saints, the Buccaneers at Lucas Oil Stadium this season. Get your tickets today at Colts.com slash tickets, or you can get them at Ticketmaster.com. We continue our talk on the offensive line. We're going to do that with our our second-year left tackle. A man, uh, uh, you know, hats off to him, bro. Coming from a different country, doing what he did, playing limited football, and playing a different position, and boom, drafted into the NFL, thrown into the fire, if you will. Hey, we need quality reps out of you at this position. I'm going to say this about him. I'll let you talk. He came to me last year as a little bit bigger tight end. Yeah, little bit bigger tight end. That's what he kind of came into this 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 camp. Right. Last year, this year yep. in the off season, he looks the part. This man's a house. Yep. This man put on thirty. I'm telling you, this is a large man. That in this game, this violent car crash game they call NFL football, you need size like that. You need to move. He does have quick feet, but he's a house.
1: Oh, he's a house, and you know, he's one of those guys that every time I talk with him, you just—I don't know what the word is—you just believe him. You you know that when he says, "I'm trying to work on this, this, and this," like you know, okay, well, he's going to be better in those spots because he, there's just something. I don't even know what the word is like I just I just believe everything that he says and he really is one of those guys tireless that, worker yeah tireless t- worker tireless worker if I was in his shoes I mean I know you know everybody in you you're a teenager you want to be your own person you don't need your parents but if I were to move across a country. Try to speak yeah, a language I'm not super familiar. No
0: way I would yeah. be. Where he exactly. Is. exactly. no way. <laughs> no, it takes. I mean, it takes a lot for these oh, young men. You're like not that. kidding. Absolutely. Great job. <laughs> and he's a good young man off the field as well. Here's more with Bernard Ryman.
3: For me personally, it's a huge difference of just you know getting settled in, um, getting to know everyone, kind of building up a, a support system around here. Mm-hmm. You know, my my fiance and I we we, we love Indy, and it's. It's awesome. It's an awesome place to live. So I think we we both have gotten settled in and a lot more comfortable. Right.
2: I know you talked about this earlier in the off season, but now that you've had time to reflect and kind of dwell, both good and bad, positively negatively about your rookie season, how do you think it went for you? What were your main takeaways from your first year with the Colts?
3: Obviously not not good enough. And like you know, didn't live up to my my own standards. Um, so a lot of work went into the off season. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, improvements were made, but not quick and, you know, good enough to, as I wanted them to be. Um, you, you rewatch that tape and you kind of work on, on those things that, you know, got you beat last year. And you just improve on, on your weaknesses and trying to get better in your game.
2: Well, it's like I said, you didn't miss a beat in the off season in terms of working out and conditioning. Uh, I mean, you, you look the part right now. I mean, you really do. You said you'd put on about 15 pounds uh, in the right areas, right? It's the right kind of of weight gain. What are some other things that you've been honing in on so far in this off season to get better in year number two?
3: I mean, obviously, like with gaining weight, comes a lot of you know you you get heavier, but you you want to keep your your speed sure. and your agility. So there's just mm-hmm. a lot of footwork that you you're trying to do at the same time. Work not just on your on your footwork, but on your hands too. Um, just right. Hand-eye coordination. Um, you know, work on your punch and setting the punch at the right time and to the right place. Um, so that's just something you work on in the off season.
2: You know, one final thing about last year. As a rookie, I mean, you know. I mean, you've been a fan of the NFL, and now you live the NFL. Uh, it's a business, right? Things happen. Uh, people come and go. But for you, last year as a rookie, it was a really – unique season in that head coach gets dismissed offensive coordinator gets dismissed uh there's all these changes at at the quarterback position Jeff Saturday comes in how how tough was it for you as a guy that's learning the NFL sort of on the fly last year in year number 1 with all of those changes and some of that chaos going on around you
3: um yeah it was pretty chaotic but you know just having these veterans to lean on mm-hmm. um you know they've been in the league for for a while now and they were just complete professionals about it, and you're just trying to mimic those guys in the locker room. Um, you, you focus on yourself and the things that you can control right. and just coming into work and um, giving it you all out there. That's really all you can do.
2: That's Bernard Ryman with us, offensive tackle for the Colts, going into year number two. Last year, I don't have to tell you, you went up against some really good pass rushers as a rookie. I mean, some of those names, Matt Judon, Chandler Jones, Brandon Graham, Alex Highsmith. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons, Daniil Hunter, Khalil Mack, just to name a few. How do, you, how do you view the NFL now in terms of your confidence level going up against those guys and having some success against some of the game's best edge defenders? I mean, does that give you a ton of confidence in year number two, saying I've seen some of the best
3: and I've been able to kind of hold my own? I mean, absolutely. You, you kind of – you you gain more confidence with with each play and you – kind of go in with the the no, with the knowing that you can keep up with these guys, but then actually right. seeing it on, on tape is a, a different story. And, you know, that's a huge development in, like, a, a mental game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like, everything in the NFL is a lot bigger. Like, stadiums get bigger, the, the pressure gets, you know, a little bit higher. Right. But being able to kind of sit back and, and, and realizing that you can keep up with that is is huge, and then you just got to keep that focus throughout a, a whole yeah. game and then not let you know, that focus slip at all. All
2: right, the NFL schedule is out. Announced that the Colts are playing in Germany. You got that huge smile on your face, I'm sure, (laughs) when you got that news. Everybody knows and loves your story coming from Austria. How exciting was that news for you to be able to deliver that, you know, phone call or text message to all your friends and family back in Austria saying, guys, I'm going to be playing an NFL game where – it's advantageous for you to come watch me play. I mean, what what does that mean for you?
3: Yeah, this was an unbelievable feeling. Yeah, you know, seeing it for the first time, I really didn't believe it at first. But then being able to text my family, telling right. them that, that they can come to a game is is unbelievable. Obviously, like grandma, who might not ever make the flight sure. over, you know, to the United States. Of cause it's just you know she's able to come to a game is, is unbelievable, and can't even describe it. No doubt about it. Now, is.
2: you said the last time that a lot of your extended uh, family were able to watch you was in high school, right? Yep. I mean, that's that's amazing, and it's only about a seven-hour drive if they choose to make the drive uh, from where you grew up in Austria to, to Frankfurt, Germany.
3: Seven-hour drive, Yeah. Um, so it's definitely doable. Now we've just got to figure out the logistics <laughs> of who all is coming.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm sure that, that phone's going to be blowing up all summer long as right. people are trying to... Uh, help you navigate their way to watch you play and get that support Uh, lastly we we talked earlier again in the off season about the the popularity of the NFL and football in general from where you grew up and certainly where it is right now in Germany how would you describe the level of interest in NFL product in Germany I mean obviously it's big enough where the NFL is going over there but can you put into words just how, how much thirst there is for football in Germany
3: Oh yeah, the whole the, the hype around football has been getting huge, um, mm-hmm. in you know all over Europe, really. The local football teams have gotten bigger and bigger. They they kind of started their own like professional league. Most of my friends, you know, back in the day, some of them playing for the Vienna Vikings. Um, they are still playing football now, just on a European-wide level, right? Um, which is is huge. Um, the the game itself, I know personally how much that means. I mean, I went to the London game a long time ago. Yeah. I know what an unbelievable experience it is for, you know, football fans in general, especially when you're in Europe and you don't get the same access to it. And um, you're six hours ahead, you know, watching games even on Sundays kind of gets difficult because it's going to be in the middle of the night and you've got to get up for work or school on Monday. Um, So it's it's a little bit more difficult to be a fan over there, but then to have the game uh, just means that much more. Yeah. To, to be able to go to it.
2: And when you're watching that game are you just like I can do this? I can I can play in this league? Was that thought ever going through your mind as you were in the
3: stands or Um well to be honest I just thought it was like the coolest thing ever. Of course. Uh, I had just started playing football. So at, at that point I you know the players, you know the league, but mm-hmm. you have no idea how to to get there and Right. You, it's kind of a, a dream, not really a goal, because you don't even think it's possible at right. all. So you're just like, "Wow, this is awesome!" And you're look you're at you to now. Take it all in. Except, yeah, it's it's crazy and how it's that works.
2: Such a cool story. You're such a great guy. You have such a great story. Great personality, Bernard. Thank you so much for your time. Best of luck the rest of this off season and stay healthy. All right. Thank you so much.
0: Well, fingers are crossed, but I, I, I feel like we're in a good position with this guy because of the reps he got last year and because he admitted it to himself. Hey, a couple times last year, I didn't play good. I right. didn't play well enough. In order to do that, a that growth and maturity like that, I know this cat's going to get better this year, Casey. Well,
1: that's the biggest thing. You have to realize that, you know, you're going to have these ups and downs, especially as a rookie and as we've talked about learning a new position. I know he played a little bit at Central Michigan, but for the most part, this is still brand new, mm-hmm. and you're playing against, I mean, the cream of the crop. I mean, every it doesn't <laughs> matter... Yeah, it may not no, be Vaughn Miller, yeah. right. but every edge rusher... I mean, they were the yeah. best of the best wherever they came if from. If you're a edge like, rusher and you start in the NFL, right. I mean, you're a hell of a football player. You are player. an incredible football right. player. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it, that learning curve from his rookie year, I think it's really going to help him into year two. Kind of At least you understand... What you're dealing with.
0: Absolutely. Hey, don't forget, Colts fans, download the weekly official Colts podcast featuring the latest news, analysis, insight, and interviews regarding your Colts. This week talked about the spring development of Julian Blackman at the strong safety position. And we also talked, like you said earlier, Kylan Granson at the uh in the offensive side for the tight ends. Our person behind the pads podcast series continues this week. We will uh we there's one rule in that one. No football. No football. No, no football. You bring a coach player on, don't talk football. I love it. It's called No Football Talk. It is Behind the Pads podcast. This week's guest is Iyer Franklin, who discussed the difficulty of losing his mother and his grandmother while he's in high school. Man. and how he has to put their memory to great use through his foundation, Chalice's Angels. Check all that out right now on Colts.com, the Colts mobile app, and the Colts Audio Network anywhere you download your podcast. When we come back, Casey Valia and I will give you the Forum Credit Union question of the week regarding two trendy teams in the NFL next season and what Vegas says about their odds of winning big in 2023. This is The Last Word on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan.
2: Welcome back to the Last Word, the off-season radio home of the Indianapolis Colts, from the Indiana oh, Union man. Construction Industry Radio Studio. I love
0: it. We're, you've heard that earlier in the show, yes. and, I, and I said to Casey, "Run that back because I screwed it up." It was named <laughs> eyes or name eyes. You yeah, said? I, I said named
1: eyes. Naked eyes. Naked I that. eyes. I'm 54
0: years well, old. I should remember this. I mean, I know. I'm we giving are- him the props. That's why I brought him back a second time. I appreciate it. I,
1: I don't want to rib on Matt because it is his <laughs> anniversary, but. He has this library of music and we picked this song and he has the title of the band Named Eyes, no so I went it's with naked naked it. Clearly, people are I'm wrong. writing me
0: on Twitter, on email, <laughs> on text. What are you doing, dude? It's a hit. What are you naked talking Naked Eyes. All right, let's get out of here. Welcome back to Last Word, brought to you by our friends at Fanduel. Make every moment more with Fanduel. Proud sportsbook partner of your Colts. Last Word, also brought to you by our friends at Meyer, official supercenter of the Indianapolis Colts. Proud sponsor of hundreds of local sports teams across the Midwest. Time now for the Forum Credit Union Question of the Week. I have no idea on the answer here, Casey, and I bet you don't get it. Here we go. As things stand in early June, the Detroit Lions and Jacksonville Jaguars sit as favorites to win their respective divisions, according to BetMGM. Lions and Jaguars have the second and third lowest win percentages since 2002, (laughs) respectively. Born losers, those guys, for a long time. They combined for only 14 playoff appearances and nine combined seasons of at least 10 wins in the past 28. When was the last time... The Jaguars and the Lions made the playoffs in the same season. Casey, were you alive? Wow. I mean, when were the, When did the Jags
1: come to the NFL? 90s. That's the best yeah, I'll give you. Okay. So, oh, man, the Lions.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go. Same year making the playoffs. And by the way.
1: 2002.
0: Ooh, so close. 1997. Jaguars <laughs> coming off their second appearance <laughs> okay. in the past 15 season. They rallied from a 27-0 deficit to beat the Chargers on a wild card game before losing to KC division round. Wow. Hey, they're in our they're in our division rival. You know, you can say whatever you want. It's a good football team, yes, Casey. it's a wow. good
1: football team. Jacksonville
0: Jaguars, hats uh-huh. off to you. We're, hey, we'll show up. We'll play you wherever, but hats off to you. You yes. guys are a good football team. Let's roll it out and see what happens this year. Don't forget, visit the Forum Credit Union Fan Forum section of Colts.com. Interact with other fans online. Post a topic. You can participate. Forum Credit Union, helping members live their financial dreams. Case, thanks for sitting in the Maytay. Congratulations to the Taylors once again for an 11-year anniversary, folks. Yep. It is a beautiful weekend weather-wise outside. Water the lawn. Have a barbecue. Casey, give me some you're up to real quick kid
1: we are restaining a play set so we built a play set a couple weeks ago and then it got so hot that we couldn't go outside so now we are going to make it fresh you know we Casey bought Valier. it used and we're going to stain it he's so on that's the diy
0: network you can <laughs> you watch go. him tonight while he's staining <laughs> a swing set hey we love it more football to come up next week this is 93.5 and 107.5 the fan